unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's nice to know that this isn't it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's nice to know that there is a loving father in heaven who loves us and, you know, isn't going to let us go through this maybe trial or whatever we're going through forever. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Saints Descripted. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about the gospel and how it brings meaning into our lives. And I know that sounds kind of general right now, but we're going to dive into that on why that is and what kind of how happiness can kind of be affected by the gospel or like, because sometimes people in the church have said, you can't really be happy unless you have the gospel. Yeah, the gospel, yeah. the gospel brings you happiness. The gospel brings you, you happiness. If you're not living the gospel, it's not real happiness, right? Yeah. So we're going to talk about, I mean, how the gospel has brought us personally some meaning. And yeah, we're just yeah. going to get going. Yeah, let's dive into it. Okay. So David. Yes. Does the gospel bring you happiness? Uh, Yes. Does? Well, okay, so here's the problem. We had a big conversation about this before we started filming. Is, <laughs> so we're all a little yeah, s- philosophical so, so, fried. Yeah, we're going to be speaking subjectively here based on our own experiences. We're not, like, we're obviously not qualified to, like, make this broad definition of what happiness is and right. isn't for you, right? Um, so, so asking the question, does the gospel bring you happiness, is really broad and I think nuanced. Obviously, I would say yes. Um, but again, that would depend on what your definition of happiness is. What does it mean to be happy? Can you be sad while yeah. still living the gospel? Which I also think is a yes. Yes. Um, I don't necessarily think that the gospel is gonna, you know, make your life be full of butterflies and rainbows all the time. Right. I, think I they, mean, mm-hmm. even in the scriptures, it talks about how God weeps. Like God feels sadness. Right. And he's yeah. the most gospel living being in the universe. So, <laughs> right. And um, one of the, the favorite things that I've ever heard in a general conference um, was the effect was the gospel is not meant to uh, exempt you from trials, not meant to make you exempt from trials. It's meant to give you the tools and the strength to get through those trials, right? Yeah. And so in, along those same lines, like I, I might say, you know, the gospel isn't meant to make your life butterflies and rainbows. It's meant to give you the tools to get you through the storms. To notice the butterflies and to notice it, the rainbows. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> a, that's another part of it. And I think it's interesting because in the Book of Mormon, um, in First Nephi, there's this, this really impactful verse when Lehi and his family are in the desert, traveling to the promised land, mm-hmm. and they say we lived after the manner of happiness, hmm. which says to me that maybe happiness is more of a lifestyle after the than manner of happiness. The manner Not of happiness. Being right. constantly happy. Right, like it's more than a feeling. Boston reference, um, but it's like, it's like how you live is kind of a pattern for happiness. I don't know, I'm just throwing that out there. Some, some to chew on, something to think yeah. about. Because yeah. I just remember growing up in the gospel, like especially in seminary, it, I think it was oversimplified to me a lot. Like what we were, like what we mentioned earlier, if you, it was kind of taught to me, like if you live the gospel, you know, 
you will be happy. Mm-hmm. But there has to be some kind of breakdown. Like you have to say, well, what does the gospel actually do? Because it won't make you always happy, uh, but it will bring you peace, right? And like what you were saying, like it'll help you get through the storms. Well, it does that by helping you to find peace in spite of the storm, right? Or it teaches you to feel God's love, or it, it gives you the, the tools necessary to, to access that feeling, mm-hmm. um, especially usually via the Holy Ghost, right? Which is why we say living the gospel will bring these things because you have to be living the gospel to have the companionship mm-hmm. of the Holy Ghost. And so, like, in order to feel God's love as a constant in your life, in spite of the chaos happening around you, you need to be applying some gospel principles in order to have that companionship, right? And, mm-hmm. and that's not to set up a, a false dichotomy and say, like, nobody can ever feel no, happiness no, no. Yeah, I'm just outside saying, of... But we're, what we're talking about, like, peace. Sure. We're talking about, like, God's love, specifically those things. Whereas you can find happiness outside of the church. Like, I'm not disputing that at all. But Pizza. Yeah. Pizza time. (laughs) Exhibit A. If you've had pizza, you can be happy. I mean, there are so many people that the world is huge, and there are tons of people in it. And there are a lot of people that are super happy that we would say is the your general definition of happiness. Um, And I love that President Hinckley said back in like ninety somewhere sometime in the nineties, he said, "Bring what you have." and let the gospel add to it, or or something like that. Um, We don't look at ourselves as members of the church, or we shouldn't, and be like, yep, I'm automatically um, doing a lot better than everybody else, like (laughs) mentally. We we own the corner on the happiness Doing pretty good, we own that. Um, (laughs) But I love what you guys said about how the gospel does, like, we're regular people, and the gospel adds this additional help, these tools that help us do things in our lives that you know, that can increase our happiness, that can increase our overall int- contentment and peace and kind of give us some understanding about where we fit in our lives. Yeah. yeah. And I would even argue that we don't have a corner on every principle of the gospel, obviously, mm-hmm. that other people have great faith. Other people can, you know, repent and uh, and love Christ. You know, it's a huge part of the gospel. Um, but maybe a question we can, we can uh, respond to is how has the gospel helped each of us uh, find peace or or meaning or quote-unquote happiness in our lives? I think what the gospel has really done for me is it, it pushes me to find purpose. You need a purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's, I feel like everyone kind of goes through life and most of us try to, um, we, when you pursue happiness, you look at responsibility and you look at jobs and you say, oh, I don't want that because I want to be happy. And th- that's hard work. But what the gospel does is it, it gives you a reason to take on responsibility and to make sacrifices of yourself and to take on other people's burdens. It gives you a reason to do those things. And then when you take on those responsibilities, you find meaning and you find purpose. Like whether it's a calling to serve a mission. Uh, like I was not happy a lot of the time that I was a missionary. Uh, and I think we've talked a lot about that on this show is how missions are actually very difficult. And, but in spite of the fact that I wasn't happy uh, most days, I still found 
meaning in what I was doing. And I wouldn't go back and trade it for anything. Because when you take on responsibility and when you become part of something greater than yourself, you find out that there's more to life than just being happy. It's about being a part of something. It's about helping other people. And I think that applies to a lot of different aspects of the gospel, like raising a family. Like, it's not easy. It's not always happy. But you find meaning in raising children. And uh, even if you're just a door greeter at church, that's a responsibility. You can find meaning in that. And it's not comfortable. It's not always fun. But it pushes you out of your comfort zone into something that you wouldn't normally pursue because you were too busy pursuing happiness. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, I think that's when you really start to find that happiness, that joy that comes mm-hmm. from life. Yeah, I think that kind of goes with like how much do we look inward to ourselves and how much are we looking outward. Um, and the gospel has really helped me do that. Like I, I don't know what I would be like you know, without it, or I don't, I can't say what my life would be like. I have no idea, but, um, the gospel does push me to think a little bit more outside of myself and just my own personal wants and gains in this life, like my own things that I want. Um, and that doesn't mean that I want to do it all the time. Like sometimes when I got to do a calling and I got to go teach at church, like I've been like a church teacher pretty much for, for years, what in what in whatever it is, like primary or, or whatever. And sometimes I'm like, man, I really just don't want to do this yeah, today. Saturday night uh, comes like, and you're like, I would so much rather be doing something else than preparing yeah, this. <laughs> but it has always had a good impact on my person. Um, and so I appreciate that the gospel does, like you said, it, it pushes us to be more than what we could be. Hmm. I think there are kind of two realms of happiness or or purpose or peace or contentment, whatever you want to call it, that the gospel provides to me. Uh, And and I separate it probably into this life and the next life, right? I think you both hit really well how the gospel helps us in this life. It goes along with the scripture in the Bible that says, he who, uh, in order to find your life, you have to lose your life, right? Um, And the least of these, my brethren, uh, uh, what, how does it go? I'm so and bad at spontaneously quoting the Bible. And to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. Thank you. These principles of service, where you lose yourself in service to others, and that gives you this purpose and this um, mm-hmm. peace that, that comes back to you and contentment, satisfaction. Um, it's the paradox. Yeah, and, and that's that's even something, of course, that, that is a gospel principle kind of shared by the world and kind of universally understood that helping others is a good thing and it's going to be good for you, right? Um, I think that the structure of the church gives us countless opportunities Mm -hmm. to actually practice that. Um, But then there's this afterlife aspect as well. If we want to get existential here a little bit, uh, we all know that the plan of salvation, which is, you know, one of the first lessons that the missionaries are going to teach you if you're not familiar with our faith, is also known, the plan of salvation is also known as the plan of happiness, right? Right. I would also say maybe you could call that the plan of of potential, of maximizing your potential, right? Mm -hmm. And looking into the afterlife, um, just what we know about the afterlife, what what we can expect from that, the the doctrines of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints give me a lot of peace um, because it's it's and, and this isn't to to bash on other faiths 
or to call anybody out or anything, but I, I just feel like this is the only faith where, where I can look forward to an eternal purpose, you mm. know, um, and purpose is so important. We know that, you know, we're going to be able to learn after this life and, and maybe in a lot of faiths, you know, they believe that you can, can learn things after this life, but, but like, why are you learning them? Right? Like in yeah. our, in our faith, we believe we can learn things, but then actually like put them into practice. It's not like, Oh, here's organic chemistry. Have fun knowing that, you, you know, <laughs> and never doing anything about it, but just like learning things, you know, eternally and, and not just learning them, but putting them into practice mm-hmm. and the whole principle of eternal families and eternal posterity and even our doctrine of, of uh, deification or becoming like God. That, that may be controversial, but it gives me purpose and it makes sense. It clicks with me. I have a hard time in other um, maybe faith traditions understanding what my purpose is eternally. And that's kind of a big, a biggie for me, you yeah. know, this is going to sound blasphemous, it's sound terrible, but I don't like, when you think of heaven, what are you doing? Are you, are you eternally singing hymns to God? Like right. that sounds great for the first 10 minutes. But <laughs> I, like, well, and I'm not trying to be blasphemous, well, but, like, yeah, yeah. but like in all reality, like, cause, cause we believe that we're going to be the same people after this life that yeah. we are now. You don't just get transformed. Your desires don't get changed. Yeah. Still... Like there will obviously be differences. Um, but like, I'm not going to be a totally different being than I am right now, as far as like my thought processes and my desires and whatnot. What brings you joy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, is, just say it, is the just best that God <laughs> has to offer us just you know, sitting don't around think. eternally or, or singing or yeah. I just, I, I, I don't know. And maybe there's well, a satisfactory like answer for that. Yeah. yeah like, like the whole principle of progression, get... people, people really bash on that in our faith, but like to quote the Swan princess, what else is there? <laughs> <laughs> what else is there? <laughs> you know, like, I love that. like I just, I struggle so much. Like, why wouldn't God want us to progress? Well, and, and why would He want us to just kind of hang out and party? Well, forever? and even in other in other faiths, Stroma it's all harps. about like the idea is that you worship God continually. But yeah. there's that saying I don't know where it comes from, but the highest form of praise is imitation. Yeah, right. If you want to worship mm-hmm. God in the highest form possible, you imitate Him. You imitate what He does and how He lives, and you become as like Him as is possible. And that's what our faith teaches the afterlife is all about. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be happy all the time. Like we said earlier, like even for God, I'm sure that his existence must be a struggle sometimes. Like he's perfect. And so he has perfect capabilities to handle it. But that doesn't mean that he's just going to be blissfully, "Ah, this is nice. This is good. Like, my children are killing each other. No big deal. I took care. You know, like, that doesn't mean that he doesn't weep for us. Yeah. And yeah. that applies to us as well. It doesn't mean heaven is still going to be a constant struggle. But that's where you find the meaning and the purpose and the joy is in that struggle and progressing through those difficult stages. Yeah. yeah. Like, for me personally... And for many members of the church and you guys, I'm sure, like, it's nice to know that this isn't it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's nice to know 
that there is a loving father in heaven who loves us and, you know, isn't going to let us go through this maybe trial or whatever we're going through forever. Um, because this life, it like just even just having that perspective, even throughout everything that's been happening the last couple of years with the pandemic and, and whatnot, it's like, it's really scary to think like what's going to happen in the future. Um, and I'm grateful that the gospel gave me that extra perspective. Like, okay, this really sucks right now, but it's not going to last forever and it will be okay eventually. I love that because you're, because <laughs> yeah. essentially you're saying that the knowledge of what happens after this life makes this life easier mm-hmm. and makes it um, more digestible mm-hmm. um, and, and brings more peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. <laughs> you got me thinking, got me thinking big thoughts Deep, guys. right now about happiness. Mm. Okay, guys, we could talk about this topic probably forever. Um, and it's really interesting. And there are a lot of things that we didn't get around to talking about. Maybe some more about um, ways that we can find some more happiness or appreciate yeah. life Applica- a little application. more. Application yeah, stuff, instructional do. stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. versus observational stuff about the gospel. Um, So maybe we'll talk about that in another episode. If you guys have comments, let us know. uh, Tell us what makes you happy. Um, Or how the gospel has made you happy. Yeah, or how the gospel has made you happy. And uh, maybe we can use those comments to help us out in our next episode. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't. And have a good day. That was the most fake smile. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great day. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.